Praise the Lord once again, and this is Pastor Adams, President and Founder of Truth Matters Ministries in Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you so much for joining our Truth Matters podcast. We don't take light the responsibility, the awesome responsibility and privilege of sharing and teaching around the Word of God. We've been in a series over the last few weeks entitled Word of Faith Movement, and we've been sharing about so many erroneous and egregious uh, theological constructs that have been propped up by the Word of Faith leaders and have led so many people to destruction and deception as it relates to their testimony and a pure and accurate representation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're going to continue in that today, but before we do, we want to, as our custom is, to pause and pray. Father, we thank you for being the Lord of our lives. We thank you that you are our mediator, you are our savior. You are the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. We thank you today, God, because we're living in trying times. There are so many people today who lives have been turned upside down because of COVID-19 viruses, because of economic uncertainty, because of the loss and death of loved ones. God, there are some people who even question and doubt whether or not you really care, or even worse, someone even doubt if you're really there. But Lord, let them walk and let them understand that you are faithful and that you're not a God that you should lie. You said you never leave us nor forsake us. Lord, I see you in the sunset. I hear your voice in the very still quiet of the midnights. I feel you, Lord God, when the wind blows. Your presence is ever persistent, God. Let the doubter embrace it. Let the hurting receive it. Let those who are in stress and depressed Let them use it, Lord God, to catapult them and to enrich and to revive their living. Let someone be saved. Let someone be redeemed. Let someone be motivated to stand up and to declare your gospel to the ends of the earth. Thank you, Holy God. We praise you for all things in Jesus' name. In my mind, I'm so mindful of the words that were spoken by Blaise Pascal. Blaise Pascal said that truth is so obscure in these times and falsehoods are so well established. He said that unless we really love the truth, he said we can't even know it. True of the words of Michael Jackson, he said that lies, they run sprints. But truth, it runs marathons. Adam Schiff, when giving testimony and final remarks during the Donald Trump impeachment hearing, said, Right matters. Truth matters. Without truth, he said, we're lost. And today in this Truth Matters broadcast, we wanted to to demonstrate and present truths concerning the Word of Faith movement because it does matter. We have to ensure that our spiritual lives are built upon a rock and not seeking sand. 
As we continue in what we call the cesspool of money manipulation, you can hear so many leaders within the word of faith state that seed faith theology comes from the Bible. But remember, the Bible primarily calls seed the word. Word of faith teachers call seed money. The truth is, the idea came from a Mr. Charles Fillmore, who was the founder of the Unity School of Christianity. It was a very metaphysical, esoteric type of a school. And Word of Faith teachers have espoused that according to Mark 10 and 30, that if you give one house, you get a hundred in return. Just think of that. As they were expounding on Mark 10 and 30, they forgot about Mark 10 and 25 that says, Riches are an obstacle to the kingdom of God. Now, why would Jesus speak against wealth and having enormous possessions and focusing on possessions and then immediately promote giving so you can get 100 times more? Seems a little illogical, doesn't it? So faith teachers forget that if God literally meant he give back 100 fold, then he literally would be giving a hundred wives. That can't be possible or true. Or he would be giving 100 persecutions and 100 mothers. Who believes that God actually gives 100 fold persecutions? I know I don't. I don't see where it's ever consistent in a precedent in scripture. See, the language is metaphor. Any student of hermeneutics knows this. When David said in Psalms 50 that God has cattle on a thousand hills, he was speaking metaphorically. For we all know that God owns all the cattle on all the hills, right? John Avanzini, a very popular word of faith teacher, he's the one who popularized the term and the procedure through his testimony that while he was in Abba, Nigeria, He says that God told him he was going to have a sign and wonder ministry. And the sign was speaking a hundredfold increase to all who gave. After telling the Nigerian leaders that God was going to give a hundredfold return, as soon as they heard that, all of those Africans, they lost their mind. And they were doing everything they could to put something in that offering so they can get a hundred times more. They filled pillowcases full of money. The crowd was so frenzied that they had to be restrained from giving. People still threw money at the Word of Faith leader or at John Avanzini. Now, we must mention that no one got a hundredfold return in spite of all of their frenzy and their efforts. Imagine if Charles Schwab's came on television and he guaranteed a hundredfold return on any investment that you gave. Well, I'm going to tell you what would happen. Greedy, money-hungry people would take everything that they had and they put it into the Schwab accounts. Why? Because they want to get as much money as they can. What could muster more giving than a hundredfold return from God when you really think about it? Jan and Paul Crouch, who were the founders of the Trinity Broadcast Network, heard the response of the fundraising tactic and they summoned him to come back to TBN. Why? Because they want to make him a leader of the TBN scam, I mean, telethon. According to Hank Hanegraaff, president of the Christian Research Institute, he said, now just as in Nigeria, American Christians are now throwing money at faith leaders, 
hoping for a hundredfold return. If the hundredfold doctrine was a fact, listen to this. Prosperity preachers would never ask their followers for, for, for more money. Why? Because they would just simply go into the streets and give it away as fast as they could. Because if they gave it away, they would get a hundred times more from God. You see how ridiculous this is? If, if it was really true, they give money away and all poverty would vanish. But see, faith teachers don't believe or practice the garbage that they teach. They tell you to give to them and all your needs will be met. But really, they're just manipulating you to give so that all their needs will be met. See, the Word of Faith teaches that the Bible gives us an example that we are to sow or to give in an effort to get something back. And what they do is they cite the scripture in uh, Luke 21, verse 1 through 4, when the widow gave two pennies in the treasury as giving out of her want. That's the key word, want. They interpret that she wanted something, so she gave two pennies because she wanted to get something as a result of her giving. They explain that the verses to mean that she wanted something from God, so she gave everything that she had to get it. The ploy is to get innocent people to give up their money, even their last money, to get something from God. See, this just highlights just how ominous and uninformed that they are. This text clearly teaches that the widow gave out of her penury. It's an old English word for poverty. She gave out of her want. Not that she wanted to get something forgiving, but she gave out of her lack, her poverty. She didn't give two pennies to as a gift to get motive. She gave all of her two pennies because she was poor. Her heart was right. When you are poor, the few pennies are more valuable and precious than $10,000 to a rich person. That's why Jesus said she gave more than all. God rewards us for our motives and proper perspective. The Bible provides an example of Jacob making a vow to give money to God with an intent, with an intent to get something back from God. When you read Genesis 28, 20, you'll find that out. Now, this is an archetypical example of an unspiritual bribe. So what Jacob was doing was he was trying to bribe God. What word of faith leaders are shaping people into is to become selfish and carnal bribers giving a little to get more from God. Now, Word of Faith teachers use seed faith terminology to get you to give. They cite Matthew 17 and 20, and they use the term where it says having faith as a grain of mustard seed. Now, this text does not mean that we can sow and use faith to get what we want from God. All this text really means is if they use their faith to heal the epileptic, it would be accomplished. Why? because it was God's will that he be healed. They failed due to lack of faith. Some word of faith leaders point to Galatians 6 and 7 that says, you will reap what you sow. Now from the context, it is not suggesting a gift to get scheme. Rather, this verse is only appealing to people crucifying selfishness and to serve God towards eternal life. 2 Corinthians 9 speaks of sowing offerings sparingly or grudgingly. The text is speaking of God's blessing a proper motive in giving and using a giving heart to continue to supply the needs of ministry towards the poor. 
God promises to bless his people as they give out of the correct heart motive, as an act of love and compassion to hurting people. Don't give to pay for alligator shoes. Please don't give so that you can solicit, that you can go ahead and uh, help people with $2,000 suits and give so they can live in $3,000, million mansions. Give to the local church that is fiduciary responsible. Give to organizations that are reaching the lost and feeding the poor. The heart was the focus, not the amount that was given. So we have credulous Christians so enamored with their faith leader that they will close their eyes to any scam. There is a hold your wallet in the air scam. And I've been in churches where it was offering time and they said, okay, everybody hold your wallet in the air before you come and put your money in the offering. Then we have what's called the hold your tithe in the air. You got the little envelope when you put your tithe in it. Hold that in the air so that everybody can see that you're giving. Then we have the $100 line. Everybody who believes God and has enough faith to give $100, we want you to stand in line first. Then we have the speak to your purse scam. Speak to your purse and whatever you want from God, God is going to let money supernaturally flow into your purse because we're getting ready to take everything that you have in it now if we can. We see the lay your seat at the apostles' feet scam. We see these prosperity pimps standing before God's precious people promoting that people lay their hard-earned dollars at their feet. Why? See, the subtle suggestion is that they are God's anointed and by sowing money into that ministry will produce great blessings and protection and monetary and material return. These false teachers have no boundaries. They sell so-called anointed water, anointed thread, so-called anointed cloth and beads and oil, all in an effort to get more money out of your pocket. They send you some cheap free gift to get you in their mailing list so they can solicit more money from you in the future. Recently, back in 2008, Rod Parsley advocated that his viewers of his breakthrough program assembled at the World Harvest Church on August 8th, 2008, 0808008. So he prophesied that the number eight is a number of completion. He claims that God revealed to him that it would be a completion service. So those who attended the meeting would receive, listen to this word, infinite unending blessing and a supernatural blessing on their family and that blessing would change their family not for a week for a month but forever infinitely he told his viewers that they should send us a strategic seed what's a strategic seed parsley said he would bury their strategic seed under a cross that he had built inside the church and it would bring forth a resurrection in the life of the sower so whatever is dead in your life, whatever is not working in your life, plant your strategic seed. I'll bury up under this cross and it's going to bring resurrection life to the person who gave it. He explained that if viewers would sow $88.08, which was the 888 to the ministry, alluding to the alleged supernatural date of the event, they would receive supernatural, eternal, infinite blessings. He has rigged so many sick, manipulative scams since then and continues to fleece God's people. This is just too common. 
to see preachers use slick manipulative marketing schemes and try to attract interest for financial gain. Unfortunately, when the scam, the false promises don't work or materialize, here's the fallout. God and his trustworthiness is often called into question. We at Truth Matters Ministries will state clearly, we find no fault in God. However, we find much fault in the empty, baseless lies and scams of preachers like Rod Parsley. This is a classic example of the problems of worthy faith leaders. Rod Parsley stands for so many great social things, reaching out to even some hurting people. He opposes mass abortions and he advocates spiritual liberation, but he still performs scams and teaches the error of prosperity, healing, and a distorted atonement. I do support Rod on his former issues, but I reprove him on his departures from sound, orthodox, biblical doctrine. So many preachers who are greedy for gain have self-focused egos. They have competitive agendas and they have no limits on their tactics. They use things in terms such as first fruit offerings, the year of jubilee offerings, the rich anointed building fund offering, the super debt elimination offering, money at the pastor's feet offering, regular ties, then double ties, then triple ties. They might as well put big dollar signs in front of the church and lights because it's nothing different than a casino. And yeah, it's true. Madison Avenue is alive and well in the Martin Church. See, these prosperity preachers will make great promises, but they're primarily the only ones who profit. This is similar to the casino. You will see people who hit the jackpot. They got big pictures of them and they'll put up in lights people holding this big fancy $50,000 check. Now, here's the psychology. To elicit more gambling, we have to advertise those few incidences of success so that people will keep on coming into our casino and playing the lottery. See, the prosperity preachers of the world resort to the same mundane tactics. They'll televise a few people who apparently receive some benefit from their ministry as a stimulus for others to continue following their erroneous doctrines. In the classical casino, people are drawn by the numbers, the promises, and the possibility of winning. People play the lottery daily in an effort of hitting a jackpot. But remember, the house always wins. They come up with unbiblical phrases and affirmations like, money comes to me now in Jesus' name. Their followers play the Christian lottery in hope of getting something from God. This is nothing but indulgences dressed up in contemporary distorted biblical terminology. And just like Martin Luther stood up against young Johann Tetzel and the Roman church for their egregious selling of indulgences, we at Truth Matters, we stand up and we reveal the same scams in the year 2020. There are so many leaders influenced by word of faith methods who tell their followers that God will curse them if they don't pay their tithes. But remember, the curses of the Old Testament were nailed to the cross. How dare anyone suggest that God would curse his adopted children so they can get their money? Famous Word of Faith teacher R.W. Schambach, a Word of Faith leader, 
During a 2000 Trinity Broadcast Network telethon, Scamathon, promised that whoever sent in $2,000 would be rewarded with, catch this, catch this, the salvation of their loved ones. Wow. This is better than hitting the lottery. I can buy my family's eternal life for only $2,000. Would somebody please get me my checkbook? But the reality is, as I look at the parking lot of Word of Faith megachurches, there's one that's so close to me here, World Changers, close to my home. I see an abundance of wealth. I do see fancy cars. I see richly dressed people. But they're limited to the pastor, the wife, and a few staff members. The 25,000 other members who drove up in pickups, Hondas, smoking Chevrolets, and assorted automobiles look like members of any other church. The parking lot looks like any other parking lot. It looks just like the Walmart parking lot. They have average members, average people with average incomes and average wealth. So my question is, if what Creflo Dollar and what Word of Faith leaders teach is correct, why isn't it working? Think of the millions who play the state lottery thinking that they may be the one. What keeps them playing week after week is the knowledge that someone will hit the jackpot. Within the word of faith, the one who hits the jackpot week after week is the Creflo dollars of the world. Credulous members sit in the pew and observe the leader spouting so-called principles of financial success. And they see him wearing a Versace suit and Rolex watches while they solicit poor people to purchase them $65 million jets while driving Bentleys and Rolls-Royce automobiles, living in $5 million mansions. And the person in the pew mentally deduces, well, it must be working for him, and since he has all that, I must not have enough faith. I just got to keep on giving more and, and, and being more dedicated and more committed and doing everything he says, and I'll have what he has because he has it going on. I'll just hang in here. So blind members keep playing the Christian lottery paying their tithes, throwing money at the Lord, at the leader's feet, steadily pulling the lever of the spiritual slot machine and spinning the spiritual roulette wheel. Word of faith leaders deflect criticism of their extravagance by stating that none of the cars or the homes or the planes belong to them. They say, oh, all this stuff belongs to the ministry. And this does sound so humble and disarming at first. But just consider this. If no one can drive the cars, ride in the planes, live in the houses and the mansions, but the leaders, well, whose are they then? You can list assets under the church corporation, but can tithe paying, offering giving, seed sowing members use the mega church planes? Can they use the Bentleys, the Rolls Royces and the mansions? Of course they can't. It's amazing you see so many ministries across the United States, national ministries like Calvary Chapel. You have Dr. James Dobson, Dr. Michael Youssef, Chip Ingram, men such as Ravi Zacharias, who went to be with the Lord this week, Dr. Charles Swindoll. They could live lavishly, but they commit the vast majority of resources to the ministry. They live moderate lives, choosing to give to the people of God. Some Word of Faith leaders gave $100,000 
to Katrina and disaster victims, I think, oh, that's great. Some of them do build hospitals. Some do contribute to suffering people. But unfortunately, they choose to live in affluence through the contributions that people thought were 100% targeted for God's work. I personally hired many members from World Changers Church here in Atlanta, Georgia. I found that the members were no different from all the other employees I had. They confessed all the financial prosperity rhetoric. They shouted the affirmations, money coming to me now in Jesus' name. But unfortunately, they still were in debt. They didn't have any savings. They still borrowed money from me. They continued to beat their wives. They lied, they cheated, they broke company policies. Many of them had drug addictions and sex addictions, just like all the other employees. Most didn't even have automobiles, but they rode the martyr buses and trains to work. Now, Creflo Dollar may teach so into the Ministry for Financial Prosperity, but just like the lottery and gambling concedals, it has never benefited the community. The list of broke, destitute people who played the lottery is innumerable. And it's also very covert. Sadly, the Christian lottery is no different. And we're so thankful today for you tuning in to this podcast today with Truth Matters. We ask that you will continue to pray for those who are ensnared and taken captive and deceived by word of faith theology. Make sure that you commit yourself to studying the word to show yourself approved. Continue to get before God in prayer. Make up your mind that you're going to be a soldier, a soul winner, and that you're going to contend for the truth that has once and for all been delivered unto the saints. Some things in this world don't matter, but remember, the truth always matters. God bless you and pray for us.